The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you. It's Cabinet Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. It's Christmas and nothing makes sense. So when nothing makes sense, I try to talk to Michelle Saleo because sometimes she makes sense and sometimes she doesn't make sense, but it's always fun. We talk about everything. So let's just get to it. So we were supposed to talk yesterday, but you were Christmas shopping. How's that going? It's awful. It's just horrible. I don't even remember... Where I was in particular, my phone was just blowing up. I think I was in 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 Macy's, which for some reason is like 110 degrees all the time. They're not selling any sweaters in Macy's. I'm telling you right now, it's like which a thousand Macy's? degrees in that store. In the Staten Island Mall, which looks okay. like it, you know, it usually looks like a bomb hit it, but it's much much worse now. I keep forgetting you're not still in Brooklyn. I know. It's me too. I yeah. miss Brooklyn. I miss I miss Astoria. Oh. Brooklyn, I can't imagine. Uh, no. Brooklyn. It, yeah. That's my home. And it just, you know, I go back. It, it's so funny because, like, if you don't come from New York, then it's hard to relate to the idea that, like, I live in New York City, technically, right? Live in Staten Island. But how much different Staten Island is from Brooklyn. Or at yeah. least, like, Brooklyn in the 80s when I grew up, you know? And I, I really do miss it. And there are... I go back and I'm so sad and nostalgic and like that used to be a pastry shop and they had the best Italian ices. And, you know, but that's what getting old is all about. You know, you need to change. Well, and especially New York, the last five years, like every time I went back, my favorite game is guess what that used to be. Oh, I know. You know, it was like, and everything's a Dwayne Reed. I used to do an open mic in. (laughs) Everything's a Dwayne Reed. We did a stand-up show in that Dwayne Reed. In that Dwayne Reed. Yeah. Yeah, there was a real there was a real comedy boom there for a little while, right? Oh yeah, yeah, downtown and the, everything was a comedy show. Everything was a everything was an underground comedy show at the back of every bar. Yeah, was a comedy I, show for three people. You know, I'm like a ginormous, ridiculous fan of of comedy. I know, and um, and we'll talk about John Mulaney. Moment of silence for John Mulaney. Right we now. will definitely talk about John Mulaney. In fact, uh, I just had a long conversation about. John Mulaney, because uh, he used to do my show all the time. I saw that and, on Facebook post. Yeah, and he, he was in, uh, he was must have been like 23, 24 when he would do my show. And he would talk then about being in recovery. So all yeah. these years later, and I was just it's, talking about it with a, with a mutual friend of mine, um, not of yours, but a John Mulaney. And we were saying like he, like he just hosted Saturday Night Live and then he like, shut down his Instagram, and then he announced he was on the writing staff of Seth Meyers. Right. And it was like, wait, you, but is he, he was going to have two more Comedy Central specials, and then the new season of Big Mouth was out. I'm like, well, he's really busy. Why is he taking a writing job? And I'm wondering, like, did he need some kind of structure? Like, did COVID just drive him insane? I just read he an article. place to go. That, yeah. that it's exactly said that, that he – was in fact struggling with the lack of structure and that he needs a boss and that he understood that he needs a boss and that um, even though he had all of these projects, that mm. this was almost almost too much independence, you know? Yeah. And I, who couldn't relate to that, you know? I yeah, mean, there's, a, there's a lot of quarantining that I absolutely adore. Um, I don't love COVID. I don't love this disease, but like, I really you love- You don't love it? He's a kill really a thousand people don't. a day. Really? You <laughs> are an iconic. What it's doing. But Michelle, I you stand out from the pack for the rest of us who are know, like, ooh, I hope it kills me. I have to be, I have to tell you, I'm super sensitive about it because my boy, I was just like, I just really love this. I love being home. He's like, you mean you love a disease? So now I'm like sensitive about how I say this. Oh, so you just walked right back into that trap, but you walked in yes, backwards. I walked which, in backwards. Which means yes. you didn't see it coming. I should have made sure that I, I, remi- I reminded myself that I was talking to another snarky jerk, <laughs> like my kid. Yeah. Right? Where's his podcast? 
Not only do I attract snarky jokes, jerks as friends, but, but I create them. Because you people. are a snarky jerk. <laughs> but, uh, do you know how much feedback? Do you know how, how much feedback I got from your last appearance? You were like, "Who is that woman?" No, it was I, that woman who tells these stories and she gets all worked up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm like, I've known her since college. <laughs> She's been doing that for years. They're like, "How do you know someone like that?" I'm like, "I remember." Uh, I don't even remember meeting you. I have no, do you? I have no memory. I just remember like, I remember the first couple of years of college. I didn't know you. Then I knew you. I don't, I, there, there had to have been a moment (laughs) of meeting, but no. Oh my God. I have, you just grow, grew one day. You just growed. I feel like I met you my junior year because I did not know you like freshman year. Um, when, what year did you graduate again? 95. Oh, so a year before me. So then, yeah, you would, I, I would have been right behind you. Yeah. I also spent five years in college cause I spent, I spent, I did a fifth year getting my, uh, minor in education cause I thought I was going to teach that lasted then, three months. Then, then you got, you I got started at 90. Right. But you got out of Brooklyn college two years before the average, you know, it, the average student spends seven years at Brooklyn college. That makes a lot of sense. Cause the average student at Brooklyn college has three jobs. there is no campus life when when people talk about like college life it was drinking in the local bar by my parents house because and with my three friends from high school who went to queens college because we all had i I had to take the express bus that wretched express bus to work every day like um at the junction at the oh yeah king's highway junction which you could take your life into your own hands trying to even get to that stuff Yeah, I took the Rockaway bus just straight to Nostrand but, and Flatbush. Yeah, right there. Yeah, That's yeah. the junction. It was yeah. a horrible place to wait for the bus. And then I would go. I, would work at, I worked in the Trade Center. Oh, yeah. You, wow. I, yeah. I worked in the Trade Center for the Port Authority as a, a, a little intern, like a little clerk. <sighs> I, I applied for an internship at Mad Magazine, and I didn't get it. And to this day, I don't know why. I, it made so much sense to me. Yes. It made so much sense that I applied to no other internships. I was like, Did yeah, you, Mad Magazine, done. I'm clearly, I'm a shoe in Don't they yeah. know? They, can't they see my wonderful qualifications? Kind of sounds like Colin Jost. He, told, he tells the story about how he uh, rode on to the National Lampoon at Harvard mm-hmm. and how torturous it is and how people would just lose their mind. And then the rejection was so serious. Like, it's just such a serious process for something that's supposed to be about fun. comedy. Yeah. It's supposed, and not even comedy, but it's supposed to be fun campus life comedy. Like, yeah. it's not supposed to Hijinks. It's not getting on SNL. Right. It's not supposed to be this, like, upscale cerebral, you know, uh, this, uh, thing, right? It's supposed yeah. to be fart jokes and, and, yeah. and dick jokes, right? Funny thing about Colin Jost, I was going through my old blog posts of shows, mm-hmm. and uh, he was on my show three times. <gasps> which means that I probably talked to him a combined total of 15 minutes. No memory. Really? <laughs> no memory of it. I remember John Mulaney. I do not remember ever meeting Colin Jones. But I was hosting some of those shows, so at the very least I would have said, hey, what do you want me to say when I bring you up? Right. No. You never saw me do stand-up. Yes, I did. When? Okay. It was in the, <laughs> in the 90s. No, I didn't do stand-up in the 90s. Then it wasn't you that I saw. No, you wasn't somebody either. that I went to. I went to some open mic. I went to a thousand open mics with kids that I went to college with. How did I miss you? I didn't do stand up until like my late twenties. There used to be. You remember the? Oh stand-up? no, then I missed you altogether. I, I'm yeah. sitting here convinced that I had seen you do this. No, see, we don't remember meeting. We don't remember not going to each other's shows. Um, I remember. I do remember one time uh, Walker and I were in the student lounge. Remember that bar in the student lounge? Yes. Just had that open space, and Dave Chappelle walked in and did fifteen minutes. And he was like, "I don't know how he got in because he was like 17. I did the math. I was watching. He got the Mark Twain Award, and they said how old he was. He was like forty-three. And I'm like, wait, he's like five years younger than me. I saw him in '91. He was a high school kid that wandered into the campus. But he didn't even go to high school in, in New York. How the hell did that happen? He was in New York. It was, he was in New York doing stand-up in the 90s. Because we didn't have a closed campus then. Yeah. So he, I think he just wandered in. He was like, there's a microphone. Because a and month he later. Figured I, the, 
Yeah, a month later, I saw him in, building. Yep, a month later, I saw him in Washington Square Park in the Circle. He was he was one of those guys just getting stage time wherever yeah, he yeah. possibly could. I'm and Walker, to think maybe I Walker saw him said, too. "Nice set," and he went, "Yeah, thanks, man." And then he left. Wow. Yeah. That's an incredible story. And it's the first everything. time it's the first time I ever saw a live stand up. And we uh, nobody was planning it. He just realized the microphone was on and started doing his jokes. That's insane. Yeah, that's it is. a great story. I've seen him three times against my will. Because oh. I saw him there, I saw him at Washington Square Park. And then uh, we all went to the comedy cellar when I was doing stand up. And at the end of the night, he walked in at like one in the morning on a Tuesday right. and did an hour and a half. I wanted to do that with the boy. My James's first uh, concert ever was Jim Gaffigan. Nice. I opened right. for Jim good. Gaffigan. Jim good, Gaffigan good. called me the Ron Silver of comedy. <laughs> Why? I, I, it was winter and I had my full beard. And I, right. I was, was going to say, like, I hope it's because of what you look like. Yeah, like not I was, because no, not because of my material. <laughs> I had a full beard and I came out. I was hosting the show and the guy ran the show went, uh, John, Jim's going to go on next. And I looked and Jim Gavigan was there and he went, wow, you're like the Ron Silver of comedy. And I went, all right. <laughs> I was like, anything you want me to say about you? He's like, I don't care. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of hamburger jokes. It was all food. <laughs> It was all food and laziness. Who cares? Listen, you know, I don't have any bias about any kind of I love comedy. Jim Gaffigan. But yeah, He's but that, hilarious. Just make me laugh. I don't really care. You, you can make niche. me laugh with a good dick joke. I don't care. Yeah. Any, anything that's funny work. I feel the same way about food. I'll eat whatever is good. <laughs> Doesn't everybody do that? It's just my- I think so. No, my kids won't. My kids are like, I'm not going to eat that because its name is pot pie and pot <laughs> pie just sounds disgusting. <laughs> All right, there. See, because I, I also eat what's good, but my definition of good is probably way more narrow than yours is. Maybe. I, get, I am Italian, right? So the field is quite broad on <laughs> Although it all has cheese and tomato sauce in it. How can anything go wrong with cheese and tomato sauce? I'll eat anything. You can, if you yank it out of the ocean, I'll, I'll eat it. With cheese and tomato sauce? With I cheese, learned, especially with cheese and tomato sauce. I learned uh, as a young man, if you substitute uh, tomato sauce for pesto, everything gets better. There is nothing, there is nothing that's better with tomato sauce than it is with pesto. No, I hate pesto. There you go. Now you're, see, well, there's the dividing line. I eat very little, and, but I like pesto. It's not good. Pesto it pizza. It tastes like mint. Yeah, it's good. Nah, it makes it better. No. Pesto is like yuppie pasta. It's, it's, pasta is either peasant food or it's nothing. And you're, you're saying pesto is uh, decidedly non-peasant? That's high class. <laughs> It's high-class peasant food. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's the name of, you know what? When we start your podcast, it's going to be a cooking podcast <laughs> called High-Class Peasant high Food. High-Class Peasant Food. It's true. And you're going to cook on every show and uh, burn something. Right. Whatever I find in the refrigerator. It's, yeah, it's it, going to be. That'll be the parenthetical title. <laughs> Whatever, Whatever I, I find. The that's the description. And uh, yes. it's, it's not going to be a real podcast unless 35 minutes in, you go, oh, Jesus, and something's boiling over. <laughs> it's like you see me cook every night. <laughs> the, the crazy thing that happens when I'm cooking, right, because now I've had to really learn how to cook. Like, I can't just phone it in like I usually did. Because when you're a working mom, right, so I would start dinner in the morning, you know, and then, like, you know, the crock pot, crock pots are great. You just throw some shit, put some meat and vegetables in a crock pot with water or, uh, with, or uh, pesto, not chicken stock. And then you leave for eight hours and you come home and you serve it over rice and you're like, look, I'm a gourmet. But now like I have no excuse. Right. So what's happening is that I, um, I'm quite acrobatic. So like I, I take stuff out of the oven and then I turn around and close the oven with my foot. And then uh, there's a lot of, all my limbs are working. My feet are opening and closing the dishwasher while I put stuff away. You're like a monkey with an organ grinder. Like a monkey for sure. 
I like to think I'm like Rick, you know, like when Rick starts to work in the lab. Sanchez, are you cursing yeah. as much? Of course. Of course. You are. <laughs> How else do you know I'm serious? God damn it. Are you burping as much? I wish. Yeah, or at least in the early seasons. <laughs> but that's what's happening. I'm cooking like a, an, tonight is steaks. And if I get done soon enough, mashed potatoes and some kind of a vegetable. All right. I made my first real meal for the boys in my new apartment. Cause now like I'm responsible for feeding them. Right. And I so want to just say to them, yeah, just go in the, go in the fridge, see what you find. But yeah. then I'm also responsible for putting things in the fridge. So I'm like, all right, you have to eat healthy at some point. But we had taco night and I was like, the next day I was like, everything's my responsibility. And I like went to the kitchen and I'm like, this room is devastated. <laughs> it was like, there's so many reasons why taco night is just, it's, it's a, right, it's there's bad. so many ingredients. There's so many bowls. Everything's in a little plastic container. So there's little, there's little corners of like tear off things. And then, yeah. And then I don't know why, but there was taco sauce on the kitchen door, which leads outside. <laughs> so. I abandoned taco night pretty quickly. We uh, did that once. It's a disaster. It's I did. It's, it's I terrifying. learned how to oh, uh, Pillsbury. God bless them. They make pizza dough, right? In mm -hmm. those cans, those fantastically fun cans that pop open. People, there, there's people that have phobia about those cans. <laughs> You're crazy. You smack it on the edge of the counter and like papu. I, so, I, I like the papu. I like not knowing what's going to happen. I'm just like, uh, I, it's like, I, I enjoy, I, I, I have a lot of anxiety and I do not like surprises. It's one of the few things I enjoy because I know at the end of it, it's just dough. It's a little happy surprise. It's not like when you pop a balloon. Yeah. Where it's a, at the end you don't have a balloon anymore. Now you have pizza dough. Yeah. It's a Jack in the box. You get to eat. Yes, you get to eat. It's true. So I take whatever's I take whatever's left over Sunday and never described it this way. Yeah. I take whatever is left over on Sunday and I roll it up in in the pizza dough okay. and then I throw it in the oven and it's uh like a secondary pizza night. So like it, I call them like it's a meatball roll or a chicken cutlet roll and you throw some sauce on it and then the good thing about it though is that it's not messy. Because it's all, all self-contained and rolled up. You're basically making Italian burritos. Yes, my gift to you. You could take that. <laughs> See, I wouldn't trust any of that. I'm never going to eat at your house now. Because <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they're just going to be like, what? are there cigarette butts in this? What is No. Because <laughs> every store you're like, I take whatever I find. <laughs> you liked it and yesterday. Then I, and then I and just then, uh, repurposed. I let it cook for way too long and then I make you eat it. <laughs> it's repurposed in the spirit of reduce, reuse, recycle. There is so much of a thinly veiled thread in that. <laughs> it's the pot pie you didn't eat. Here it is. I'm calling it something yeah. else now. <laughs> you so you so want to say to me, and you're gonna like it. <laughs> <Don't> you... <laughs> or else. <laughs> Everything you like is in there. You know how many times I have said that? <laughs> yeah, but sometimes I don't want everything I like at the same time. <laughs> all together. There's you know eggs I'm... and pancakes and meatballs. What? <laughs> and ice cream. <laughs> you like that. Oh. That's what's happening. Strawberry jam. Yeah. Oh. Huh, so John Mulaney. My God, we yes. went really far afield. So yes, he feels like he, he, he needs some structure. And then somehow his, oh, I gotta show you this article that I read that he, his psychiatrist said, if you're not gonna survive unless you get some structure. And I have to say, like, I really applaud him for two things. Number one, for um, recognizing, I guess he's been in recovery for long enough. Yeah, like I said, when I first met him, this is like 2006, a lot yeah. of his material was about recovery. And I'm like, and, you know, at that point, I mean, he, he, he has a face of a little boy to begin with. But, but at that point, he was like 23. He was a writer on SNL. He wasn't a performer yeah. yet. And I, and I was, remember listening to his material and going like, wow, you're young to do this. When I was, when I was 23, I was still drinking with Walker. I was like, yeah. I had no intentions of stopping at that point. 
he has for, that that line where he says, "I used to drink," and I know you're thinking that based on what I look like, I, it doesn't look like I used to do anything. Yes, but I used to drink because he's so young. But he his whole I think it's it's not is it new in town that he that he has all of the that's one of them. Stuff? Yeah, there's he's got like four. I know the comeback kid is one. No, no, definitely. But that is that the recovery one, New in Town? I think so. No, I think New in Town is the earlier one, which might have the, yeah. I think it, yeah, that, it does. Because right around, because it doesn't, what it doesn't have is the scatter story, the, the house party story of the kid, yes. who, of the teacher. New in Town doesn't have that. So that must be on something earlier. Okay. I'm like a serious John Mulaney fan. Yeah, me too. And Ben's obsessed with him. That um, was the only thing Ben was ever impressed that anything I did. I was like, oh, yeah, he... I was like, he's in my show. <laughs> so I remember the first time I saw him, he did that story about um, w- the woman who was afraid of him and she starts running away and yes. she thinks they're running for the train and she starts chasing her. That was the first thing I ever heard him do. And I was like, oh my God, this is really, really good. It was that one was of those moments where stuff. I was like, yeah, it was, it, was, it was one of those moments where I was like, I'm not that good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, you know, Jerry Seinfeld describes it as, in some way, and not in every way, but as a job, right? And he, yeah. you have to work every day at it. It's yep. just something that you do every single day. And he, in Comedian, in the documentary Comedian, you really see how much work it requires and that it's not a matter of being funny necessarily or right. of being good. It's a matter of how hard you work. Well, we had this, we had this myth of like, oh, if you're talented, you don't have to do anything. You know, we did have had this a, myth. And I, I bought into it in like the 80s and early 90s. I was like, hey, I'm good at this. And I'm just going to wait around for somebody to discover me. Yeah. And uh, that led me here to the Midwest. Because <laughs> we were all raised on this idea of like, do what you love and the money will follow. Yeah, no, the money, no, doesn't, no, no, the money no, doesn't show up at all. What society needs and the money will follow. Yeah, maybe. Nobody needs your Etsy account of your earrings. Oh my God. So many times so I many. come across people that want to sell stuff like that. And I'm like, and I remember um, Rodney Dangerfield from Back to School. You know, he's like, you're going to get killed in labor. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Etsy earrings are the, are the mixtape for women. Yeah, I, I, uh, women really love to be crafty. Yeah. You know? The BCBs had a song called She's Crafty about Madonna. <laughs> is it about Madonna? It's about Look Madonna. Me, I'm late to that game. Yeah, it's because they toured with her on the first oh. album. Oh. That sounded so much like my mother. Yeah, I, w- I was going to remind you how it went, but really it's like, it's like three boys from Long Island shouting. Like no, every, I know. Like every BC Boy song, I'm like, it goes, she's crafty. And like, I know that song. I know the Beastie Boys. Every so- it's every song they ever wrote. It's just, it's just the beats got better. They got better. I, ha- I have the uh, Apple TV Beastie Boys documentary. Oh, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's I, ha- I haven't watched it yet because that kid, you know, my son... Dead. Is it? Well, because well, you just miss MCA the whole time because the two of them, it's like, it's like when you see John Lovitz talk about Phil Hartman. Mm. It's got mm. that vibe to it of like, oh, you're not over it, so I can't get over it. Yeah. And they, I, I, I watched the trailer and they were like, we, we just, it was like going to work every day with your best friends. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I just saw, I, I just saw an interview with Wolfgang Van Halen again. And he's like, no, the band is over. He's like, oh, oh yeah. Like, like, when- people, people are like, so who's going to replace Eddie Van Halen? He's like, the band is Van Halen. Nobody was yeah. coming for Alex. Who, what? What do you mean? Uh, no, his, Alex Van, Van Halen, Halen. Is the drummer. Oh yeah, that's right. See how, see, see, okay. Eddie's yeah. dead. Goodbye. Yeah. It's the same thing as like uh, what Paul McCartney said that the Beatles are not going to get back together as long as John is dead. Yeah, and then George died. So that made it even easier. He made it even easier for him. Yeah. It's one thing to be like, you know, well, me and Ringo will play together, but that's not a Beatles reunion. No. You know? No. Be- Ringo will play with just about anybody. You know. Your thoughts really on Ringo? If I, if I was, yeah, Ringo likes to play. He's like, if, 
it, Ringo seems like an affable guy. <laughs> like, hey, Ringo, you want to play? He's like, well, sure, I'm not doing sure. anything. <laughs> and just the same beat, just dum 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 dum. dum. <laughs> It's not a video podcast, but my hands are very close together. <laughs> and my head's kind of bobbing. You know, they all kind of had the bob. Paul had the best one because it snaked a little bit. He would do like two on each side. And-, and, and, and to that point, you posted the Peter Jackson documentary thing that's supposed oh, to be yeah. on. I, I just watched that today, too. Not the documentary, of course, because it's not out yet. But I did not know. Um, I think Disney's producing it because I went on Disney Plus last night. And it was like that trailer was up. So I guess like everything else is probably going to come out on streaming. I vacillate between hating Disney for being a ginormous corporate conglomerate monopoly of all things entertainment and loving them for doing it perfectly. Yeah, because they, they, they do every brand well. I mean, like Star Wars has had its ups and downs, but The Mandalorian is the best thing since Empire Strikes Back. And mm-hmm. when... We let we let George do what he wanted for a mm-hmm. long time. They're doing a better job than he did. They are. Like, you get to the point where, did he not fall in love with these characters the way that we did? Like, no. didn't didn't he love them as much as we did? No, no he, I like, guess. For, he forgets what things are. Like, remember in, remember in Phantom Menace, they started calling them laser swords? No. Yeah, they're like... Like Anakin's like, oh, you have a laser sword. And it's like, did Lucas just not give a shit that he came up with the word lightsaber? Oh my God. He just didn't, That's he, the most important thing. Had it, I, I, I don't understand how you could not. I, well, that's why I'm grateful it's in the hands of, oh my God, why did his name just went right out of my head? John Favreau. directing the Mando. John Favreau, thank yeah. God. Like, there's somebody who is in love with the entire genre, right? Can't you tell? Yeah, well, he's, well, he's us. He's, a, he's like a 53-year-old guy from Staten Island. That's why everything, the, the Mandalorian, from the first episode, I'm like, this feels like when I would play with my Kenner Star Wars figures. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. That second episode, I was like, yeah, I would absolutely go to the beach on Rockaway and have Boba Fett fight a sandcrawler full of Jawas for an hour. So my... I, I was obsessed with the toys. I never had any of them. It, it never dawned on me to ask for any Star Wars uh-huh. toys. I don't know why, but I was really obsessed with the commercials and I really did fantasize about playing with all of the toys because they just seemed so awesome, right? They Not were. to mention the hellacious crush I had on Han. But um, but not. I, I wanted to be Han too. It's a weird thing that happened. I don't understand. I never wanted to be Leia why would so, I, I wouldn't mind being Carrie Fisher though she seemed awesome she was awesome and I did appreciate the fact that you know this goes back to my blonde thing that like she was not a blonde princess All right, yeah she was a brunette princess like um, not, um, Nova from uh, from Planet of the Apes not that she was a princess but at least she wasn't a blonde she but was like, as good as you were gonna get on the Planet of the I, Apes exactly <laughs> right, right she might she might but, as well have been a princess well, yeah, they didn't Go speak. She didn't speak, damn it! But it's, that's the difference. Like Leia was smart ass, and she was she was mm. great. She wasn't naked, and uh, you know, until finally somebody noticed her. But but she wasn't naked, and she was a princess, and she was in charge, and she uh, was a smart ass, and she was tough, and I and I did love her. But I still there, there was no getting over. Han ever, ever, ever. And how badly I wanted to play with the Millennium Falcon. And yes. I never really asked for it. And the, the not the X-Wings, but the ones, oh my God, I forgot the name of them. I'm like really getting old. TIE now. Fighter? Then, yeah. And then like the in the toy, you could push a button and the, and the sides would fall off. Yeah. And the X-Wings would open. Like I wished, I, I don't know why. My parents would have easily bought me any of this. And I just yeah, didn't I, ask for it. That's I lived off those. It, to the point where like, when I see the designs from the movies, I think they're wrong because the toys were the center of it. Like you could go to the yes. movies, they would re-release it maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. But like maybe you saw it three times, but you live with the toys every single day. It, like exactly. Like that. He didn't look anything like that. <laughs> His name wasn't Walrus Man. Walrus Man. I know. That's actually, the other thing. And you know what hit me earlier? I, I, I put this on Twitter. Walrus Man is actually a spider. Look at his face. He's actually Spider-Man. Uh, well, 
Because he's got this teeth thing in the front and big black eyes. Right. You you think? Yeah, he's Spider-Man. Well, then was Apar a Scungili? Was not a Scungili, uh Kalamata? Was he a oh, yeah. squid? Yeah, he's totally a squid. He's totally a squid. Totally right? a squid, yeah. He's a squid that talks. He's a talking <laughs> squid. That's then, why who, everyone loves him. And then Vagina Face, who I lovingly call Vagina Face. You know who I'm talking about. No, who's Vagina Face? I'll text you the picture. He's got a mouth like this. Uh, I don't know. Was he, uh, was he in Jabba's Palace? No. I don't know. Uh, he was a pilot in the Rebel Alliance. Oh, Nine Nub. He, was that who that he is? was yeah he was Lando's co-pilot yeah yes and he's he like was vaguely Asian and had a vagina face mouth yeah he did well that okay. that's a very vagina movie because the Sarlacc pit this always dr- drove me crazy the Sarlacc pit was just a big desert vagina because and they just threw guys into the vagina <laughs> and they said and they were like you're gonna stay there for a thousand years and just g- all we do is push you into this vagina. And then when the special editions came out, George was like, oh, it looks like a big vagina. So he put a penis in it. <laughs> and then the penis would come out and clamp on people and then go into this bizarro vagina because it was a vagina with a penis coming out of it. Because what else do you know what to do in those circumstances? It's yeah. elementary at that point. <laughs> it's all. So um, I'm talking to the boy about like how – you know, excited I am about Disney and about my, about um, the Mandalorian. And we can't talk about it because I'm still waiting for the non-Star Warsian people to catch up in my house. But anyway, oh, I'm like, yeah. you know what they Last really need big. to do? We can't talk about Solo because as far as I was concerned, that was a huge flop and it turns into a giant awe with us. But I was like, but they, but Disney Plus really needs to do a Lando. They are. So That's the next one day. one of the announcements, yeah. He, he the next day he comes running over. He's like, "Look, I'm like, I predicted it, finally." But is it going to be Childish Gambino? I think it's got to be. They didn't announce it, but like, he was so good. He was the, he was best, the best thing, thing about Solo. It's like oh. I I don't need more Atlanta. No, you can give me well, Lando, and you can give me Atlando. Atlanta. Atlanta. It could happen. Yeah. He. I, I've had. I. If they just would have cast i don't know I, I think there was so many things wrong with it there was a lot wanted, wrong i wanted an asshole i and i i yeah i love ron howard yeah but, but you know no. he came in at the, he came in at the last minute you know then that's a problem i know i still want to see all of these all of these guys that are like the snyder cut we want to see the snyder cut of justice league which drives me up the wall because why do you want it to be less like avengers and more like batman versus superman but they're getting it I want to see the original solo cut that the guys who made the Lego movie were making. Because that's what it was. It was Lego yeah. Batman and Star Wars. And it, apparently the problem they had with it, it, was they were being way too silly with it. And so they got Ron Howard to make like a straight up Star Wars movie. But, but it was a Ron Howardy movie then. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Ron Howard as a director, to be honest. I think he's ah. like, I like him as a personality. I think he's, I think he's funny. I like him as like the narrator on Arrested Development. I can't say I've ever loved any movie he made. It depends on the, his, I mean, I love Parenthood. That was great. Wait, when it's he okay. does it a good, it was very heartfelt. Yeah, I don't need heartfelt Steve Martin movies. <laughs> I need cartoony Steve Martin movies. I, I need dirty, rotten scoundrels. And heartfelt, Roxanne is as heartfelt as I want my Steve Martin to get. That was a great movie. That's but a great movie. Didn't he direct that though? Steve no, Martin he, directed he it. he wrote it, but he didn't. I don't think he's ever directed a movie. But he did write it. Do you want my Steve Martin confession? Yes. I didn't like Shop Girl. Oh, Shop Girl's not good. The book is was okay. The movie's not good. Oh, good. I feel the better. movie was I, about his midlife crisis. It was creepy. Uh, yeah, and I feel like he didn't write the women well. No, the, I remember the book being all right because it was like his first novel, but the movie was like, movie was, uh, was I, creepy, I a. I couldn't get through it. And then I was like, women wouldn't do this. Women don't act like this. You have to stop this. I'm guessing one and did, and that's what he wrote about. I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I think that was the turn he took, because like, he, was, he was such a genius, and now he's like just yeah. an understatement. Now his job is like hanging out with Martin Short. I'm all for it. Which, listen, I'll pay him to do that all day, seven days a week. I was going to go before COVID hit. I was like, yeah, those I'll two just, were hilarious. I'll just see them sit, sit there and 
gently rib each other. It's pure comedy. It's pure. Yeah. Martin Bill, Short. Martin Short's ahead. big. Martin Short will never not be big. But he's, did we ever talk about this before? That like, what? and Howard Stern brings this up all the time, that he's just a bundle of talent, but somehow didn't soar into the universe the way that Steve Martin did and even Chevy Chase. Yeah, he never, you know? he didn't find the thing that clicked. I think, I think he's always been slightly weird. So like Ed Grimley's his biggest thing and Ed Grimley, like, I don't know, for some, why did, why was Pee Wee's Big Adventure the big thing and not the Ed, I, I don't not know. Ed and why did Jiminy Glick has to be some of the most yeah. hilarious genius stuff. It's so good and so well done. And he like really researched his, his um, subjects. We went down a YouTube rabbit hole with Jiminy Glick like a month ago. And it's like the joy on everyone's face. When he, because they know, they know it's Martin Short. They love Martin Short. And they're no matter how mean he gets, nobody gets, upset at all like have you seen like when he uh there's a larry david interview where he just lets him have it and but doesn't larry david not make it through doesn't he like break up and oh he's breaking up the whole time the but whole he's also time. very mean to him it's like uh between two ferns it's like the foundation of yes. between two ferns yes but in a giant fat suit for no reason like why did he conceive of that it's so brilliant I know. And you know what? Mike Myers started doing that and it didn't make sense. Like, do you remember it was, I think it was last year, Mike Myers hosted Family Feud, like as an Englishman. No. And was like, he was all in makeup and he was totally unrecognizable. He was like, welcome to the Family Feud. And I was like, what are you doing? Family no. Feud did not need a cartoon character that no one knows is Mike Myers in it. No, all they need is Steve Harvey. He's, he's nailing it. Yeah. He's killing it on the YouTubes. <laughs> I was, so now I'm keep reflecting back in our little pauses about that I'm the loud opinionated person that you bring on every now and then. And I'm like, do I really get that passionate after I, and I'm like, uh oh. How much I have just, you been yelling in the last 20 minutes? <laughs> you were just screaming. I can hear the echo in your room while you say the words Martin Short. <laughs> And then I keep remembering, like, after I do these podcasts, I have a terrific headache. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Why do I have a headache? Why am I screaming so much? I'm very passionate about these ridiculous things. That we're not even talking about nothing. No, well, what I wanted to talk about is how is Christmas in the Saleo household? Like, oh my God. Well, with, okay. with COVID, because I mean, I have nothing up. I have like a. I have like a, a tree that sits on a table. That's all I got. And it's like, the boys are getting presents on Christmas Eve. We're just going to yeah. hang out. Like, I'm not doing it big. 2020 has been like, oh, so well, I right, in. I'm in my basement right now. So like, it's a disaster area. This is where I kind of, I do my, my wrapping and stuff. So there's of course laundry. It's just a mess. Yeah. And um, this is the table I've been wrapping my gifts on. Um, but the, so my family is very much like my big fat Greek wedding family. Mm -hmm. If you can picture that, it, we're kind of like this mob and we move together the way that they did in that, in that diner scene when they, uh, during the Easter celebration of my yeah. big fat Greek wedding. So um, the, we sacrificed Thanksgiving, you know, we didn't, we didn't see each other on Thanksgiving, which was okay. Cause it's not necessarily traditionally an Italian holiday anyway. And even though we love to get together and eat and be loud, that's okay because we're going to save Christmas. The way that the sacrifice of Thanksgiving is to save Christmas. We're going to all stay away from everything and everybody. That's and a plot in every Christmas special. All I kept saying Michelle was I am, trapped. <laughs> I am trapped in a bad home off movie because I'm trying to save Christmas. People are trying to have meetings with me and can you come to the office? And I'm like, I can't, I have to save Christmas. I'm trying to save Christmas, <laughs> right? I just need like a cute hat and a muff. You know? <laughs> so now it's starting to look like we may not be able to save Christmas. Um, there's a, you know, I have, there are, there's a newborn and a pregnant cousin Newborns and Christmas. This newborn is ruining Christmas. Yeah. Because first of all, 
no one is going to be able to help themselves. We all have to slobber over this baby. We're Italian for God's sakes. This baby has to be covered in spit and there's no stopping us. So she can't be anywhere near us. Then there's the pregnant mommy. She's due to give birth in that, you know, in the next two months. So even if, if she got a cold, she couldn't take NyQuil. So she's like, listen, y'all keep away from me. Then we have the over, you know, this, the octogenarians. They, we have a few of them. So like, you know, I don't know, is it worth it? So we might, we might not be the 20 group of 20 that we usually are. We might just be 10 and 10. Okay. And, would you be, uh, would uh, you be on zoom or is it just, you're going to see those 10 and then with the other 10, we may be on zoom with the other 10, Okay. but it's, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a damn shame. I, to be honest, the people that are the most upset are the old people. They're very upset. Yeah. The newborn doesn't give a shit. The newborn doesn't give, but we have like some teenagers and like, you know, it, it, it's, Christmas is a crazy, raucous, insane time. Yeah. The teenagers are like, they're immune to Christmas. They're no. Like, really? No, not, not. In, Cause I, they, I feel we, like there's that, there's those couple of years where once you figured out Santa spoilers, uh, <laughs> <laughs> once you figure out that Santa's not real, no. then you're, um, then you're like, meh. Like no, this- Santa is 100% real and makes a guest appearance every Christmas Eve. Um, he's not always sober. Well, and, who is? Uh, Santa gives out um, ridiculous coloring books to teenagers and nobody cares. And if we don't see Santa, it's a problem. Okay. Um, and then there's a dance party. Um, it's just, we play left, right, center. It gets really dangerous. Yeah, see, I'm at the point with... with- with Ben where um, now that he's 13, I'm very upfront about Christmas with him. I'm like, look, this, there's no surprises. This, yeah, this is what's happening. And uh, Christmas for him is the last, the last month of me screaming and cursing and going, <laughs> I can't get you a PS5. I can't do it. The, oh the website says it's up and then it, <laughs> then it crashes and then it says sold out. Watch, sit here, sit next to me. <laughs> Sit next to me. Walmart says three o'clock. Ready? Refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> Nothing. That's what we got. That's Christmas. I'll get you something. <laughs> That's December. Doesn't anyone okay. know what Christmas is all about? <laughs> Linus. Not, not you, Jolly Brown. No. I, I hired a 20-something-year-old to find me a PS5, and I'm not joking. Did, did they? No. <laughs> Did my you ever hear from him again? Yes, he's my nephew. Okay. So I said, <clears throat> here's the money and, and um, here's an extra hundred and get me a PS5. And then I told the boy, uh, it's coming. You're going to have it. You're just not having it for Christmas. It looks like it's not happening for Christmas. Yeah, I told Ben, I'm like, yeah, it's probably your birthday. And honestly, he doesn't want a PS5 as much as he wants a console in both houses. That's Any like, console? Yeah, but you know what? The PS4 is still like full retail price. You can't get a PS4 now because it's too close to Christmas. And I'm like, well, why get a PS4 if it's just yeah. going to be outdated? So, I mean, his birthday's in the summer. I'm like, you might have to wait till your birthday. You, I mean, the other thing is it has to be played on like at least a 4K TV. I have one. Good. I bought <laughs> yeah, That was a nice thing about moving. I got everything. Yeah. I was like, well, I got to buy a TV. Why wouldn't I buy a 4K TV? Exactly. I, I, I got to buy a bed. Why don't I get a bed that goes up? Even better. I oh, I have that. It's pretty great. Did, did you get a crock pot? You got to get one of those. No, I don't have a crock I got a rice cooker and it died in a month. And now I don't trust rice cookers. I'm like, it had one button on it. Like on, on, make right. me rice. And that, and that you could figure out. And it just yeah, didn't and work. Yeah, and then it just stopped lighting up. In the middle I, of cooking rice. I had like swamp rice that I like poured in a pot. Swamp rice. It was terrible. <laughs> like something out of Our Gang. Remember that episode? Yeah. I remember the, the porridge, the mush. That's what I, yeah. I always pretended my rice was that. Yeah, was that weird mush. Yes. Yeah. I, I um, get, oh, we wrap up for the, we wrap up whatever is laying around the house for us because even though my kids are old now, first of all, I never admit that of anything about Santa. Santa's 100% real okay. and prove me wrong. Your right? kids can't listen to this podcast now because I just said it. It's okay. They, like, they're like, mom. And I'm like, what? And then like every year I'm like, oh, how'd that get there? See, he's real. 
Do you have an elf on the shelf? Is that what you... Yeah, but my, my fucking daughter, oh my God. Oh, if I ever needed to know what it was like to raise me. She, when she was a kid, she was the one that was always like, he's behind the curtain and there's a thing. And like always, always that kid, right? So Elf on a Shelf happens and she's like, hmm, I don't know about this. So then I would, you know, I have to move this stupid thing. And then, she, and then thank God there was that rule of like, you can't touch it. So now finally, the only thing is, is that like we hide it at the end of the season and she doesn't know where it is. And then like suddenly it appears and she's like, and then she'll just go, where did that come from? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. And then now she, she's the one that moves it. Ah. Because finally. The, she's in the she wasn't, Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't quite sure it wasn't real, but she was, I'm sure on the DL, she was like in the middle of the night touching it and being like, this is not real. That <laughs> She's that kid, you know? And like, I can't even... I can never surprise her. She like always like, am I going to get a phone? Can I get a phone? James got a phone when he was 12. Can I get a phone? Cause I'm going to be 12. Are you going to get me a phone? Is this my phone? Did you get my phone? Am I getting a phone? Like the, uh, even if, if I was ever going to be a surprise, it's dead now. Here's your phone. Yeah. Congratulations. That's- Happy graduation and goodbye. Well, that's what I was saying about teenagers being immune to Christmas. They're just like, I want this. You're giving me this, right? Um, and that, that's the fun thing this year about that. There's no way I'm getting a PS5. Yeah, because um, uh, Ben got Ben got a talking Deadpool head that like I showed him the YouTube video and he went berserk. It says like five hundred things that it curses and the eyes move and the head, neck moves all That's over the place. Great. And when he saw it, he's like, "We're getting that right. We're getting." That. I'm like, "I'm not getting a hundred dollar Deadpool head." But now that it's Christmas and Sebastian's yeah. getting like a fully animatronic Baby Yoda that like wow he, he, like closes his eyes and lifts his hand and uses the force and he comes in a bag that you can wear oh yeah but they like were all baby one yeah they were only going to get a ps5 so because ps5 is enough yeah <laughs> like, it really is so there's surprises this year i tell them apparently i tell them this every year but i i tell them that they're just not going to get the volume that they usually get because of whatever reason, I just tell them like, so then this year I was like, listen, you guys, you have to understand, you're not going to get the volume that you usually get. It was COVID and I wasn't as busy and da, 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 da. My, my son's like, you say that every year. And I'm like, my mother used not? to say that too. <laughs> my mother used to say that. And I'd be like, this is going to be the worst Christmas. And there would be the same amount of presents. That, and, and I didn't even know I said it until he, my son was just like, you say this every year. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, if I say it every year, I'm telling you that I'm sorry that I said it every year because it's really true this year. John, it is not true this year at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you do what I do where I go like, this year was definitely going to be the year because it's like, I, 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 I'm paying for two houses. I got no money. Right. That's <laughs> um, what's happening. But Thank you know you. what? I, what always happens is I always get them the one present. Then I look at it and then, and then I go, uh, this should be something else. Right. We got, so the boy, oh my God, the, the boy is getting a gaming chair and a desk that um, makes that goes up and down so he could stand. Oh, standing desk, yeah. And he, but it's like automated. It's you can time it. That'll stand. It'll move up every That's thirty cool. seconds, every thirty minutes. Yeah, every thirty seconds a, seems like every thirty seconds. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> you can't concentrate because it's like this church. Desk. <laughs> it's like mass. It's like I get up. Uh, you gotta kneel at this desk now. This desk is giving me a wafer. <laughs> <laughs> the Roman Catholic desk. Roman Catholic desk. <laughs> I can't even drink this coffee. <laughs> and, then at, and then at the end of the workday, it blames you. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say, how many times did you stand up? Four times. How many times should you have stood up? <laughs> Makes you read the rosary. <laughs> That's it, a full rosary for you. Yeah. And an act of contrition. <laughs> But the, the thing is, is that the, my daughter um, broke her chair. It was like a kitchen chair that she was using in her room. Uh-huh. And then, she, so she was using the little stool that comes with her vanity. And then the top came off of it. So she's like taped it together. And she's like sitting on basically garbage. And my son has this, <laughs> he, 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 he's getting this tremendous chair. Thrown. Huge desk. 
and <laughs> the throne. So then like, I really felt bad for her because she doesn't really have the same kind of interests that he has. Like, you know, this desk is so that he can play his, um, his um, PC video games. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, she likes makeup. Like, there's not a desk equivalent of makeup. So I'm like, oh, I guess uh, I don't, you know, so I just go crazy and give Ulta all my money and buy as much shit as I know how to buy. And then it just gets out of control. And then I'm like, oh, wait, now she's got more stuff than he does. Maybe I should just go to get him some surf shirts. And then it just gets out of control. It happens every year. The word, the worst year I ever went crazy was uh, they put He-Man on Netflix and um, Ben was like, I guess he was like six. So, I mean, he was like, he's like, oh, He-Man's great. And I was like, oh, is it now? And at that point, Mattel was selling He-Man's directly from their website. And they had a Black Friday sale. So I got him every single He-Man. And I was like, I'm not kidding. It was like 30 He-Man's. And then I called like my friends. And I was like, hey, here's the ones that aren't on the website. Well, I think I got an extra one. I'll buy that off you. I got him like every He-Man all from like, Black Friday to Christmas. And like, all he was doing was opening He-Man's. He was like, Skeletor <laughs> and a Merman. And then uh, three weeks later, I was like, you want to watch He-Man? And he was like, meh. Oh no, see? I was like, serious? I ended up selling them all to, <gasps> to Mr. Wayne's, the local toy store. Uh, and Mike comes on the show often. He said they sold out in like two days. Well, see, at least, you know, you paid yeah. it back. Yeah, and I'm like, I haven't paid for Marvel toys there in ages because I just, <laughs> okay. here's more. Yeah. When a Marvel toy's getting here. My, uh, my daughter's suddenly into Harry Potter and she wants like all this Harry Potter stuff. And I'm like, in, no, in two weeks, you're going to be over it. And she'll be the first one. She's just like, you know, she like, she thinks she likes mean girls, but she hasn't even seen the play and she hasn't even seen. And I'm like, really? Like the girl that thinks she's into Harry Potter, but hasn't even finished the first book. <laughs> Has she seen the movies? Some of them. I don't oh, even know how wow. she even got into this. Yeah. I'm like, you are the biggest poser going and I'm not getting you Harry Potter stuff. So just forget that whole dream. <laughs> it's not <laughs> happening. Uh, it's a bigger fantasy than Harry Potter is. Yeah, exactly. Big fat poser. And I like now, you know, she, she, she can't get away with anything in this house too. Cause if, if, if this is the house of like inauthentic, authentic poser, non-poser, real fan, not real fan. Okay. So, you know, when I gave my son Harry Potter to read for the, like, it was a ceremony. <laughs> You're not going to come along and be like, I'm in Slytherin. I'm like, tell your story walking, poser. <laughs> I'm not even talking to you. Take your, your sorting hat, take your sorting hat and your coat and get out. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> sorting hat says you're in the driveway. That's where you are. I'm also the same mother that decided that because she was into Harry Potter for the fleeting moments that she is, mm. that she had a fully Harry Potter themed 13th birthday party, complete with Sorting Hat cupcakes that I made from scratch. And how did that go over? It went over great. She loved She's it. She's still in it. Okay. She's still, right. But I'm not, she, she's not getting a trunk full of Slytherin house crap. <laughs> it's just a waste of my money. Slytherin are the bad guys though. Exactly. She thinks that she's like being a rebel. Oh, she's edgy. I should be so grateful for, because my God, what I was into when I was 13 years old, that I was being rebellious. Like if my kid decides that she's being rebellious because she likes the bad house and Harry Potter, then God bless me. I'm doing a good job. The shit I was up to when I was 13. See, yeah. See, see Ben's idea of, of being rebellious is saying yes. When I say you want to see this rated R movie. <laughs> I was like, what you know what? Happened? I was like, you're old enough for Evil Dead too. Let's watch that. <laughs> How did we coddle these kids so much? We're supposed to be like the Gen Xer, you know, like latchkey kid. We were the tough kids. Yeah, but we, like, but we also realized what decades of neglect does to you for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot. I got a lot of therapy and drugs. You're very right. You know for, what? For nobody coming over and going, so how are you? <laughs> oh my God. Nobody asked us if we were okay. No one. Oh, no. 
And I, I just said this recently, like, I know what grass tastes like. I know what dirt tastes like. I know what the hot water from the hose tastes like if you don't let it run right. Yeah. Like, you know, this was growing up in the street. Yeah. I know how to fix a broken chain on a bike. And, and what we get for that is somebody going, mom, every 40 seconds. I, oh my God. And you're like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. We just but become- because I, we also know people who had their heads cracked and we also know people who don't have a full 10 fingers because they blew it off on with fireworks. Yeah. And they'll and, tell you about it at the bar. Yes. Or an, a glass eye. You know how I lost this eye? Like, <laughs> yeah, we all have that neighbor that was just happy enough to show us his stupid missing eye that he got from being a bad kid. Oh yeah. There, or, was, there was this oh, hotel in Rockaway where they, they broke around and they dug the basement and they poured the concrete and then they just stopped. And it had these like steel poles sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my friend, and then they, and then hobos would like throw soiled mattresses in there. And then, right. and then it rained and it filled up and it became the swamp. And my friends would do, would train themselves to do backflips off of that onto the mattresses. My cousin stepped on one of those, um, metal things coming out of the concrete in a construction site that we were playing in. Yep. yep. Yeah, because right go out. Foot, a shot. It was go out. Like the, 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 the thing you weren't allowed to do was watch TV. That was the thing you were not allowed to do. Get because, out. That, you know what? And I was just saying this too, that like our, our television time and our exposure to TV was so regulated and so mm-hmm. um, clamped down on. And we let our kids look at screens all day long and it's not regulated at all. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I say this all the time. There was no way to stop the screens because um, – the thing about the, the, the boomers were afraid of TV because the, as soon, whenever, to this day, if there's a boomer in the room and you turn on the TV, they don't listen to you anymore. They're like, what's on TV? <laughs> and we, we learned to tune this out. This is garbage. We'll tune this out. I'll pay attention yeah. to this. Now you go into a sports bar and there's, there are nine screens on it at once and you go up to the bartender and order your drink and every now and then you go, oh, look, that commercial's on and you walk away because yeah. we, we learned how to differentiate and I think our kids will be able to do that with the internet because we can't do it. They'll be able to look at social media oh, and go, right. this is all bullshit. That's real. I'll pay attention. I, I agree. And I, I just had this discussion with them recently because I was like, this is all about coping skills and, and, and getting, you know, learning through this. I'm not going to limit your screen time when all of your peers are communicating with one another on screens. And every job I want you to have is a screen. You and I are talking right now I on know. a screen. Yes. And my, my colleagues that are maybe 10 years older than me, mm-hmm. you know, they're like at the tail end of the boomers yeah they think i'm so tech savvy like i'm seeing emails from people giving out like a group of reply all emails about like tips on how to manage whatever portal or software or whatever that i've been using since the whole time like when as soon as we went digital i was like all right let's do this and like i'm looking at people that are like uh 58 Mm -hmm just discovering what technology can do. Yeah, it's um, our gener- Gen X is the transition generation in so many yeah. ways. Um, which We're is awesome. Gotten. Yeah, no, we, <laughs> we get shit done. Like we have bad attitudes and we get shit done. That's, mm-hmm. that's who we are. But we were also, the, we were also got digital so young that, we, that we're like, we're bilingual of technology. Like we know, mm-hmm. like we know analog and we know digital. And the, uh, the boomers don't know digital and the millennials don't know analog. Um, yeah. I that, often, do you remember DOS? Yeah. I feel like I'm the only one that remembers DOS. Brooklyn College had a computer lab that was all DOS. All DOS. You had to ask for a Mac. Yeah. And the Mac was the, like, the Mac was it the was, re- really clunky, slow Mac yeah. with the tiny but, little screen. And yes, and, and, and it was the only computer with a mouse. Because if you knew your, your function keys, mm-hmm. that's how you knew how to function in DOS. And nobody remembers DOS. I often would describe my son as a DOS computer. Now, I, I wrote all my term papers on a brother word processor, and it was a printer with a screen and a keyboard on the front. Of and course. And all it, was. it could do was type and save. That's it. It didn't even. That's have- all you needed oh, it to do. And if it had yeah. a cut and paste function, I was already ahead of the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it had. And I wrote like, I wrote my first scripts on that. I wrote like my Marvel submissions on that. 
I wrote every term paper on that. It was heavy as hell. It was so heavy. It was like, it's portable. And you needed both hands to pick it up. When I got into law school, I had a, a word processor, right? That's what they were called. Yeah, because it didn't do anything else. It didn't do anything else. I had a word processor. Oh my God, I'm really old if that was my grad school experience. That looked like a laptop. It folded. Yeah. So I needed to take an extension cord with me to school because they, there weren't enough um, outlets. No, no battery. And I had absolutely no battery. Are you crazy? And I was one of three people who actually brought a screen to class. Just three. So there was not enough. The the room wasn't wired for anything. Right. And especially not even electricity. So I I began to bring my extension cord. Then I I brought a power strip. Yeah. And now my, my second grader has his own computer that school gave him. Yeah. It's I, I, and good. That's right. Yeah, Said one nerd to the other. Yeah, technology. Technology is the only thing that improves in in humanity. We do That's the true. same horrible shit to each other for thousands of years, but the machines get better. My again, my son just said that to me today. I do have a daughter. I love her very much. For anybody yeah. who can. No, but she All doesn't. I do is talk about my son. No, she doesn't should... have anything in common with you, and that's why. No, you talk about, about Harry boy. Potter for like half an hour. She's a Harry he, Potter one. I was having a debate with him about why we have to give billions of dollars to the SpaceX program, and I think it's ridiculous. And he's okay. just like, because technology, it's so important. And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, but we have NASA, you know. Well, what we what we don't have is a slush fund with the Star Trek logo and and named Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like the laziest scam I've ever seen. And and and, and but people are starving. You know, yeah. businesses are going under. We are you know once God help us all, this is over. You, when will we realize when you try to go somewhere and there's nowhere to go? Yep. But okay, wait, let's make sure that we can go to Mars. Yeah, but we're all still working. There's that. Well, not all of us, but a lot of us. I mean, five years ago, uh, Stephen said on the podcast, I guess like six months ago, I was like, what would we do if we didn't have the internet? He goes, well, we would have eaten each other by now. <laughs> After nine months of being in the house with no internet. That's true. That's TV's why I feel like not a enough. lot of us were ready. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I just discovered TikTok. My God, I lose hours. Oh, I, I'm I'm not getting into it because it's like it's like Minecraft. My both my boys are obsessed with Minecraft, and they keep trying to teach me how to play it, and I won't let them. Don't do it because I'm like, I lost two months to Spider Man a couple of years ago. I'm like, and that's because it was Spider Man, and you got to swing all over Manhattan. My kid put a parental control, and this is not a joke, on my TikTok, and it shuts off after an hour, and I don't have the code. <laughs> We're all proud of your TikTok channel last time we talked. It went bad fast. <laughs> <laughs> it just went south. <laughs> and I have a serious restriction and it turns out that it's cumulative throughout the day. So yeah. <laughs> so now I'm like, I, I set aside time at night so that I can TikTok. I could scroll through my TikToks. It's really terrible. And, and, and to your point earlier, my kids are not as bad as I am. Right. Yeah, because we can't handle it. You know, I find yeah. that uh, the hardest thing I've had to do this week is I'm always multitasking something. I always have like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram uh, like open while I'm working in case like I get frustrated. I can just like look at something for a second. And because the post office is so slow this month, uh, I had to stay off of eBay. Cause I'm like, well, if you order anything on eBay, it's gonna take two months to get here and it's gonna drive insane. And I'm not selling anything on eBay cause I've already had a couple of things go bad because of the post office mm-hmm. and I had to get the money back. And I'm like, now that it's out of my routine, especially with the collecting gene, I'm like, I'm so, I've had eBay for 20 years. And it's like anything I wanna buy, I can find it and I can look at it and I can see how much it is and I can decide whether or not I want to pay that and if it's going to go up. And that's like, that takes up like 15% of my day. And the last couple of weeks where I'm like, so holidays don't look at eBay. I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. With that and bandwidth. you wonder why John Mulaney is in rehab. Yeah. 
I mean, look at us. Yeah. Yep. And he's younger than us, too. He's 10 years younger than us. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Cheers to you, John. Thank God, John Mulaney, wherever you are, you did the right thing. We're cheering and we're pulling for you. Yeah. Hopefully he hears this. We wish you all <laughs> the luck in the world. I, yeah, he's, he's a good How guy. Responsible. How responsible of him to do that and to, you know, to talk about it. You know, recovery is for the rest of your life, man. It's Yeah. Absolutely is. So anyway, so I gotta if, go cook. Yeah, I know. So if we, if uh, are you pushing your TikTok or are you just so limited that it's not worth people going there? Oh, it's so limited. <laughs> but I, I only have the two videos on. I guess I'll, I'll, you know, if, if I can corner my kid to help me make more. I, I really want to create a series of my son. Um, playing video games and me watching him because apparently my questions about what he's doing make him laugh until he can't breathe. I'm not trying to be funny <laughs> at all. I, I think it sounds like this. Who's that? What does he need? What is, how, what do you, oh, he's dangerous. That like, She's pretty. Is she the one of the oh, bad people? Oh, you killed her. Oh, okay, then. It's like oh. the worst episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 ever made. <laughs> With your weird mom. With your yeah. Brooklyn mother, who's completely confused about yeah. what's going on. I try not to ask questions when they come over, because we don't have a console, so, that, so they play Minecraft on the iPad. I got them, like, the mobile version. And, mm -hmm. the, and like, Sebastian doesn't care what I'm doing. I could be in the middle of the podcast, and I'll run, and it'll just show me every room of this castle. And I'm just, I'm just that parent now that goes, great, great. Yeah. What's that? Oh, okay. It's a dog's head. Okay. I thought yeah. it was. All right. Great. Did you but make that with a diamond tip? Did you find diamonds? Any obsidian? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I only know how to do those things. I don't know what I'm saying at all. But I know yeah. I, I should ask. And I know he's in creative mode so the zombies don't come and bite him. I know there's that. But how do we find you online? Um, I'm Michelle Cilio. Oh, Saleo, depending on what part of the country you're from, hmm. on Facebook, mm -hmm. where all of my charities are there. Minority Women Business Association, who is right now doing a fundraiser for Toys for Tots. Hooray! The MWBA of Staten Island, supporting minority uh, women business owners. Um, let's see. Um, I am Michelle, I'm at Michelle Saleo1 on Twitter. And on the TikTok, I call it the TikTok because it shows my age. Yeah, you know you're a certain age when you add the to everything. The. Remember when Tiny Tim kept calling it the AIDS on Howard Stern? <laughs> Wait, me, I am Devo Andare, eight. I don't know why eight. D-E-V-O-A-N-D-A-R-E, eight, um, on the TikTok. Devo Andare means um, I got to go in Italian. And you do. And I do. And if you want to follow me, I'm at Not On My Book on Twitter and Instagram. That is the official Caffeinated Comics social networking feed. Our Facebook page is always there, facebook.com slash caffeinatedcomics, where we post all the news. And if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, you might as well. There's plenty of ways to do it. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Amazon. We're on Spotify. Anywhere you get your podcasts, that's where you get Caffeinated Comics. Have a happy new year. We're all looking forward to 2021 being better. Let's figure out how to make that happen. We'll talk to you next week.